Welcome into the Game Day Podcast. I'm Chase Clem alongside Justin Gambrell. Gambrell, first things first, moment of silence for Mr. Goose Lindsay up on the plateau and tornadoes. Yeah, we, uh, we've lost our uh, third co-host tonight. Uh, he is working on state golf tournament results this week, uh, so he will not be joining us. Also, he's bunkered down the tornadoes rolling through. We're not talking about Alcoa this time. Uh, we do have a special guest to replace him. Uh, we have the one, the only Jesse Hackworth coach of the Roan State softball team joining us this week as our special guest, a historic guest, the first female ever to appear ever. on the podcast, ever. Thank you, Jesse. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. I will take that awesome intro and I will wear it proudly. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we practice so, these a I, little bit. I hate that little goose couldn't be here. He's uh, he's on remote wherever he, he may have landed at this point. <laughs> but he has checked in, so he is okay. We think. You, think it's like, you think it's like, hey, there's a goose. There's another goose. There's yeah. another goose. Same goose. <laughs> Potentially, Goose is, is covering the globe at this point. All right, uh, we brought you in. Uh, we always like to bring in some local coaches uh, to talk. We've had people from Midway. We've had uh, people from Kingston before, Rockwood, all over the place. But we really haven't touched on anyone from Rome State. Uh, obviously, you're local from Oliver Springs. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the importance of being able to build up you know, a softball team so close to the community that you grew up in? Well, um, it's really important to me because as most of you know, this community's more so been built on women's basketball and basketball in general over the years, along with high school football. Uh, Softball, when I was growing up, was always um, kind of the little sibling left behind kind of thing. And and so over the years, it's, it's been something that, has grown tremendously in our area. Our talent has it has increased in the area as well. And, you know, I, I personally worked really hard to get out and uh, to go play at the college level. And once I went through my experiences when I played at ETSU and everything I learned when I was up there and just being in that Division One experience, when I came home, I wanted to make it better for our county. I wanted to make it better for our area. And... Um, College coaching is kind of what I fell into, and and um, Rome State's where I landed, and I've loved it ever since. And it's been it's been a hard journey. It's been an awesome one. Um, I don't work a day in my life. There's there's always some stressful days here and there, but uh, getting to bring in some local Rome County talent when we can, and and local Knoxville talent and surrounding areas and uh, and some surrounding states as well. It's it's been awesome for our program it's been awesome for our community uh, we've grown tremendously in the last I think I've been here the last nine years um, it's just an awesome thing to be able to experience and to know that I'm from this county as well and and um, it's just been great to see our sport grow all over the country you know I, if I'm not mistaken the women's college world series had more viewership than the uh, the baseball world series and the NBA game the finals game that played the same night you know so that's it's a pretty big, that's a pretty steep, a pretty steep mountain right there. And college softball is definitely growing tremendously and taking over the athletics realm, I believe, in, in major collegiate, you know, collegiate and professional sports. Hey, Jess, you talk about growing up in Oliver Springs. And I think 
a lot of people tend to forget that we have a that we're kind of a college town around states in our backyard there's a lot of athletics to uh, get out and support um, how proud are you or what does it mean to be able to uh, be in your hometown and also contribute to a to a college softball program it's awesome um, you're right for for many years um, for many years it's kind of been the the school that everybody knows that's there but kind of just kind of gets I say lost in the sauce a little bit um, but our our athletics programs at Run State have absolutely been booming. Um, we're strong academically as an athletic department. Uh, we are strong athletically as an academic. I mean, excuse me, we're strong athletically as well. And it's awesome to be from this county and the, the love and, and support that I've received um, from all over, from every school, area, every area that um, we get to encounter. It's just been it's been a blessing, honestly, because um, a lot of people in this county, you know, we've already had previous relationships, whether they know my family or, you know, we got to spend time together in school or, you know, everybody knows somebody and everybody knows you and everybody knows everybody else. So just getting to build the name in our college sport and our hometown and our home community has been something that's just been, it's been a whirlwind for sure. Um, I never thought we'd be where we are right now. I really, I wouldn't have expected to happen this quick. If you were to tell me we have the upgrades to our facilities that we do now, we have an indoor facility that's going up super quick. I would have told you you're crazy, you know? Um, but it just shows the commitment that um, our, our student athletes are putting in to be successful. Uh, it goes to show that our our administration's backing us and, and they see what our kids do on and off the field, in the community, for community service, in the classroom especially. I mean, it's, it's outstanding what our student athletes as a whole are doing at Run State. And our crowds have increased tremendously over the last five to six years. Um, yeah, I, I love seeing the, all the cars parked down along the road. That's when I know it's game day. And that parking lot <laughs> does fill up quick. Um, What's going in the indoor facility? I know a lot of people drive by it every day and they see it coming together piece by piece a little bit at a time. I know that's something that uh, you and Cam have really got to be excited about. It is. And it's through one of those things that we don't really have anywhere to practice, you know, when it's raining. Uh, we've been blessed to have really good, uh, really, really great friendships, you know, along the way and uh, local high school helps us out and lets us use their facility from time to time you know and it's we wouldn't be able to do what we do without their help and uh we currently have our indoor facility going up we're going to have men's and women's locker rooms on separate sides um each entrance into the locker room will have mud rooms that way we can kind of keep you know the dirty jerseys the cleats the tarp pool boots and all that stuff kind of in one area to keep our locker rooms clean we're going to have a laundry area We'll have coaches' offices uh, upstairs with a lounging area, with a viewing area you can look down into the indoor facility, you know, looking at arena netting, six different lanes for cages, um, turfed area. I mean, we're doing it right. We're doing it right the first time, and um, and it's, it's going to be game-changing for us. And recruiting is going to be game-changing for us. The facilities across the state at any level, you know, it's – 
we're not trying to compete with University of Tennessee by any means. You know, Power Five and, and Power Five funding and supporters are a lot different. Uh, <laughs> right, not yet. Um, but for where we are right now, it's 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 uh, it's going to be tremendous in our growth and our continued uh, success over the next uh, however many years. You know, it's going to be great. So looking at everything. You know, it, it's kind of wild to consider, you know, the past two years, obviously, you know, two years ago, your season got cut short last year, yeah. still restrictions in place. I mean, it's been two years since you've really had a regular season. Uh, what have been some, some kind of the difficulties that you've had and what are some of the things you're really looking forward to on this upcoming year? Sure. Um, difficulties wise, I would say our season got cut short. We spent a lot of time in the fall getting ready for the spring. We had a whole fall to get prepped. You know, our kids are out there uh, busting tail and getting after it and working through a process and learning how to work through a process. And we have, you know, the difference of, of high school sports these days when it comes to softball in general is there's more playing than there are practice times. And so for us, it's completely the opposite. There's more time of practice than there are games um and especially leading up to spring season um you know having a great group of kids and the great talent that we had lose their season and they wanted to stay but a lot of them had offers and you know trying to tell them like listen I know you want to be here you know I, I love that that you want to continue to be a part of this program and you love it here and a lot of them go out wishing it was a four-year university you know we hear that all the time um but just seeing how difficult that was, they lost a big piece of them. They lost a huge piece of them when their season got cut short. And I don't know that they'll be ever be able to replace that because you know they're going to have to deal with that the rest of their life. They lost a year of college at one place where they wanted to be, you know, and gave everything they had. It's like, it's like going in your freshman season. I just talked to one of my kids about this yesterday. You go in as a freshman, like you typically would in high school. And now you have the mindset in your second year as a senior going out of high school. That's a huge jump. That's a huge leap. You know, normally most student athletes will get four years to figure it out. It's quick. You know, you've got to be able to produce and produce now. Um, and so they were ready to do that and it got cut short. And it, was, it was such heartbreaking to sit in the locker room. And what do you say? I've never been through a global pandemic before. You know, how do you support them that way besides just be there for them, you know, and and we still communicate regularly. We've got some kids in Florida. We've got some kids in Nevada, Missouri. We've got kids up, a kid up at Tusculum, you know, um, still doing great. Still, you know, playing hard and getting some PT. And um, the great thing about it is this. I'll say a benefit is those kids that got their season cut short. Um, one of them was on a nationally ranked team in Florida and a top 20 team. And another one was um, went to the national tournament in Missouri. Another one was on another NAI team that made it to the national tournament as well. And the one that went to Tuscan, they won their conference tournament last year. You can't ask for anything better for those kids, you know. Great pieces for, uh, for many different programs all across the country. And they're being successful. Not just successful here, but they're being successful somewhere else. And that's what we're looking to build in our program. It's just future employable adults, you know, leaders, on and off the field at their next program and 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 they're leading the way and I'm super happy for those guys about that um the hard part last year for us we had to get tested once a week 
and I can complain about that, but our baseball, our basketball teams were getting tested twice a week, you know, because they're in an indoor sport, close contact, um, and they're getting tested twice. We were getting tested once a week early in the morning. Our school did a phenomenal job with the setup they had, um, phenomenal job. They were organized. It was like clockwork, you know. Um, all of our student athletes were, were um, compliant and just like, hey, we're ready. Let's get tested. Let's get on the road. Sometimes we were getting tested based on a certain time of the week right before we hopped on the bus to go play, you know. So um, I think another challenging part is we always have the opportunity to choose if we want to go into restaurants and sit down and eat or pick up our food to go or whatever the case may be. But we weren't allowed to go in a restaurant. So we had to pre-order everything. Um, coaches had to go in, pick it up, deliver it to their kids their players um we were even having to separate in the dugouts wear a mask in the dugouts if you had your starting nine up out not starting nine out in the field they didn't have to these kids that were in the dugout you know they were having to wear masks and stay six feet apart outside in the dugout as well so there were just so many unknowns and uncertainties that it was hard to make decisions for those um uh, in control you know of the conference and and TBR, everybody wants to make the right decision to keep everybody safe. We all understand that. But I think the hardest part um, is just there's so there's so much gray area that, you know, if we're an outdoor sport, as long as you're six feet apart, why do we have to wear a mask? You know, we're getting tested once a week and, you know, we're spending, these kids are on a bus together. They live together every day. They practice together every day you know, riding on a bus to a location two hours away, why, you know, after we've been in close contact for so long, why do we have to stay separated in the dugout outside? You know, that, and so it, obviously we, uh, we did what we needed to do and we complied, of course, but those were just some of the things that for us as coaches on a regular basis, which is kind of confusing from time to time. Um, and then just the, I think probably the hardest part is we play, I don't know if many people know this, we're like one of the only sports left in the college world that still goes by days and counting the amount of games played. Everybody else, even JUCO, baseball, basketball, goes based off of competition. So we can play three games in a day and it just counts as one day of competition. Baseball plays three games and that goes against their counter of three games. So we play a four game conference series typically, consecutive days, Friday, Saturday. Um, uh, Back-to-back doubleheaders are tough, you know. So we went from doing that, going all across our state, to playing east versus east and west versus west. So we're playing super competitive side of the conference. We're playing Chat State. We're playing Walter State. We're playing Cleveland State. We're playing Motlow eight times. If we got all games, then we played each other eight times. Normally we see each other one weekend out the year. Next time we see them, it's at the conference tournament. So you still have room to hide and, and, you know, kind of keep some cards against the chest if you need to and not show everything you got. But once you play somebody eight times and then you got to play a first-round conference matchup against somebody, we played Chat State ten times last year. Ten times. That's a lot. I don't care. I don't care what the competition is. It's like playing a basketball game three or four times once you get in the district tournament. That's hard enough, right? You know, you start mm-hmm. talking – 10 different times. I mean, that's, that's a whole different ballgame. There's, there's, no, there's nothing left to hide. We knew what each other had at any point. There's no secrets anymore. You know, there's no, 
there's no chess game, you know, we're at Tiddlywinks at this point, you know what I'm saying? So I think our kids were just, they battle through it. A lot of them were taking classes online. You're, ta- you're talking about a group that got their senior season taken away. We had 13 players in that freshman class that came in that year that lost their senior season, 13. Um, and for them, I don't, you know, who's to say what all they did that whole year? You know, they lost the season just like my kids did. You know, they went through some hard times trying to cope with that. I couldn't imagine losing my senior year of, of playing basketball all over Springs or playing softball. Like, I couldn't imagine it, you know. Um, and we had a lot of a lot of players come in that played on really successful teams and really successful programs that so were going to state tournament every year. I couldn't imagine losing that. Um, so it was really difficult. Um, and I think it's easy to just kind of skip over that and not really – give that enough attention that these kids they're in their first year of being back on campus to take classes you know I was surprised to me because I didn't think twice about it I was surprised to realize that all of that class who are now sophomores technically COVID freshmen again excuse me they um they wanted to have more and almost all online classes because that's what they were used to you know we've got freshmen that are in right now that are back to normal, you know, full load of classes in person, maybe an online class here and there, not typical, but our whole sophomore class is almost all online again, which I understand the freedom. I mean, I don't blame them, you know, but that's not a typical thing for us, you know, so it's just one of those things to see the difference in the, um, the different classes and kind of see how things are different and, um, there were some good positives, I think, especially this year, too, is our kids are starting to get comfortable. Before I even get to that point, I'll say this. Our kids are starting to get, um, sorry, um, I had one, I had a third-year kid on my team last year, Kenzie. Kenzie Rush, she was from Indiana. Uh, she was like my second, she was like my assistant on the field, to be honest. Um, she knew how one of things ran. She, you know, when it came down to it, she basically read my mind. Um, he was a workhorse. Couldn't ask more from her. Um, talented athlete, competitor, laid it all out there every single day, practice, you name it. Um, she was the only person in our entire program that had played every team in our conference, every single one of them. She was the only one. We had uh, um, we had uh, a few of the sophomores only got a conference, couple conference games, and that was over, you know. So it was, it was just a crazy time. Sorry, I got long wind on that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it's fine. So you had brought up, um, you know, high school teams have really, you know, they don't really get to practice as much and practice skills at probably a level they need to more, and they end up mm-hmm. having more games. So as a as a college coach, what do you see, you know, when you get a high school player, what skills? Do you feel like now, you know, maybe in the past that they, they've been better at, but now they're kind of lacking in those skills? Um, I think communication, number one, communication is a big one. I think footwork skills and fluidity. You know, there's, there's these, you can call them fundamentals, you can call them little things, but um, communication is huge because they're not, they're not used to talking all the time. They'll talk when they want to, but when they need to, 
and you want them to, that's the trick, right? So um, getting used to working with people again, you know, everybody was so enclosed in their house and, and kept away from everybody for months on end, just getting used to being around people and, you know, not everybody's going to be best friends all the time, you know, so, you know, getting used to living with a roommate, getting used to, you know, working together in a group. Um, those were some challenges in the beginning, you know, having our kids that were used to competing all the time, communicating back and forth and, and our COVID class kids, you know, being on the same page as them and having the same drive. Yeah, I have to imagine that, you know, that's, that's always an issue where, um, you know, having kids who are, are coming in and, and struggling with stuff like that, where, you know, if you want to have an issue or, or if you have to talk with, with a player like that, um, and, and especially having multiple people who are trying to figure things out, uh, I would imagine that that's always something that you'd have to worry about, uh, especially in situations like that. So, you know, you have less time to kind of, you know, figure that out. Um, you have less time to, to get them caught up to speed. So is there anything like specifically that you use that, um, you know, to kind of help things go or to, to help things move along or, or is it just, you got to let them figure it out themselves? Uh, during, uh, I kind of cut out a little bit during what time I got the second half of that question. What was the beginning? The, part uh, of the question? Like just having, you know, you don't have an, as much time to get these, these players to kind of figure out things. And because of that, okay. you've got to speed up the process of, Hey, this is us working together, you know, right. finding the strengths, the weaknesses of each other. It, what is it that you do, or do you just kind of let it happen naturally? Um, I think one thing that's helped us a lot over the years is I do a lot of small group work with our kids. Um, before we can get into a team practice and have a real successful and efficient team practice, we've got to be able to move properly, to receive the ball, to throw properly. And I say throw, and a lot of people can sit here and think, well, these kids are in college, they should know how to throw. Yes, they do know how to throw, but we're, we're asking kids to put the ball on a dime. Well, can you watch Major League Baseball? And, you know, guys putting it on a dime from, you know, deep right corner, uh, deep right field corner, you know, and – the, all that third baseman's doing is just he's already in his stance. He catches it and lays it down. That's what we strive for every day is that that efficiency to a T. You know, so small groups have been an amazing uh, tool for us. You can get some things adjusted and uh, get them to feel their bodies and feel their movements in a short amount of time. And that way they can translate it into days that we have reps, into days that we're starting to put it all together. You know, then we have a scrimmage day and we go back to work and see what we need to work on and keep just hammering down. So they get more one-on-one -on -one time with me instead of having slower team practice days where we're not getting many reps and too many people are standing around. I'm not a big fan of standing around and not getting anything done. So the more we can get more one-on-one -on -one time together, whether it's hitting, uh, hitting adjustments, defensive strategies um, or opportunities that we have, the one-on-one -on -one work has been tremendous for us over the last few years. And, and I think that's been a big help to us get to get our kids to produce a lot faster and more consistently. All right. We always get our guests out of here on one single question. Perfect game oh day, perfect game day meal for Jesse Hackworth. It can be past present whenever you want it to be, but perfect game day meal. You know, I haven't done this since, since high school. 
and maybe I should start doing it. Um, for whatever reason, in high school during basketball, I would go to Arby's, have a small Arby sandwich, a Sprite, and for whatever reason, that got the job done. Not too, not too, uh, not too light, not too heavy and full. You know, I was no speed demon, but I could get up and down the court a little bit. But um, I'm lucky to get a good breakfast in on game day for softball. Don't tell my strength coach that she will kill me. Um, but eating through the day during softball is difficult. So I think pregame meal, I need to start going back to uh, to Arby's. I think that's Shut up. That. <laughs> well, we really appreciate you joining <laughs> us this week. Uh, if, if you're interested, if you're a high school athlete interested in playing at Run State, uh, there's really no better place you can go locally uh, that will prepare you for the next level. That's not a plug. That is just me telling you the facts. Not that I'm friends with the coach there, but I heard she's pretty <laughs> darn good. Um, but thank you so much for joining us. Uh, good luck this season. Well, hopefully we'll catch up with you closer to the season. You can give us a, a preview of how the team's going to look. But thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Jesse. For sure. I appreciate you guys having me on. So. <laughs> Thanks, Glenn. <laughs>